This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, it's going to be uh, 80 degrees, uh, 82 degrees and sunny again today in Boston. It was in the 80s yesterday. It was glorious. I love global warming. You know what is a good thing to do this weekend, Ironhead? I got a plan. Here's what I'm going to do this weekend. I'm going to not drink Bud Light. I feel like this is the first big weekend where people are going to vote with their feet or with their with their uh, lips, their tongue. They're not going to drink Bud Light. Uh, and it's working. We, we can get to this uh, story, but I really feel like for once, maybe I'm just being optimistic, for once people are fed up and they're not going to take it anymore. And this is a really easy boycott to implement. You just order something else. This isn't like boycotting Amazon or Apple or even Disney. I know lots of times right-wingers talk about boycotting things. They talked about boycotting the NFL when uh, Colin Kaepernick took a knee. I never bought into that. I never had any intention of boycotting the NFL. I've boycotted the, uh, Major League Baseball. That's just because I can't stand the uh, the owner of the Boston Red Sox. And I'm enjoying, from afar, uh, enjoying their downfall, their demise. Uh, but uh, that's an easy thing to do, to skip baseball. But uh, skipping Bud Light or uh, not drinking Bud Light, that's easy. It's had a real impact. We got the, uh, we, I got the numbers. I got the numbers, the market cap, and just how much damage that weirdo, Alyssa Heinerschneid, who, uh, who uh, outlined the, uh, the new approach for Bud Light on a podcast. And I think that interview is going to live forever on how not to market a product, how not to insult your most loyal customers. Cause that's what she did. She didn't just talk about uh, getting in bed with Dylan Mulvaney. She took a big dump on loyal customers. And I think that's what really pissed off people. That's, that's what led Kid Rock to take a machine gun to his Bud Light, but we can get to that. That's not the big story. Obviously uh, I was out yesterday out in the yard, out in the neighborhood and the helicopters were everywhere. There were choppers in the air it's a, it's, it's kind of a strange thing. It's not important, but uh, local news, they've cut everything. You don't know. You turn on local news. You don't know who's doing the news. You don't know any of the people they've, they've cut back. Obviously the business isn't what it used to be, but they still have choppers and all the news cam news choppers were up there as well as uh, I'm thinking uh, military choppers. They were everywhere over the home in North Dighton, Massachusetts the home of one Jack Teixeira, the baby-faced 21-year-old Air National Guardsman. This is just mind-blowing, and we got so many questions. I have some answers, to. I've done my deep dive. I have the, uh, the biggest revelations from his uh, hacking, from his posting uh, of uh, confidential material, top-secret material, and I think the big question, and I really don't have an answer to this. I don't think anybody does, at least nobody I've heard from or seen yet. But how does this kid, a high school graduate who joined the Air National Guard, which is something you do just to, I don't know, get some experience, get something on your resume so you can get a real job. How does a kid like this who didn't even go to college. <laughs> I mean, by all accounts, good kid. People like him. They talk to the neighbors down there in Dighton. How does he get access to this material? How many other people at his level have access to this material? I mean, he just, 
through our war effort for a loop. Uh, he just uh, exposed us as a country as not a real good friend to some of our allies. Our allies are pissed. Um, the uh, generals have been exposed. Lloyd Austin, as we knew, as we suspected, is a friggin' liar. Uh, we've talked about this many times, but uh, we're not winning the war. We're in it. That's our war. Uh, we are. That is our proxy war. And Ukraine is not winning, and it could get ugly quick. It's a bleak picture that was... Uh, that, that uh, Jack Teixeira has shown the world and uh, good luck to him because there's been other whistleblowers uh, that, <laughs> well, there's the problem right there. Nobody's calling him a whistleblower. It's by all accounts, you know, they talked to his buddies in the, uh, in the, let me get this straight. The thug shaker central group, thug shaker central uh, guys said, it's not ideological. He's not against the war. He's not doing this for ideological reasons. He was showing off. He was saying this, his buddies in the, on the discord uh, group, the gamer group, he was just trying to show them what he can do. Cause he's so slick uh, with a computer, but if he can do this, how many other people have done this? Uh, they are looking at us right now in South Korea in Israel in, 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 in Ukraine and saying, you guys, you guys got to clean up your act. It's, it's, it's the big question and we don't have answers to it yet. He's being arraigned today in Boston in federal court. He'll be facing espionage charges. He's going to be facing a long term in prison. Uh, it's, it's not, doesn't look good for Jack to share for a couple reasons. Um, you know, military experts are talking about that, that um, explaining that he's done real damage and there's a Democrat in the White House. This is a war that the Democrats, the media, the, the uniparty in Washington, the administration all support. And he is messing up their efforts here. He's exposing them as liars. If Trump were in the White House, the media would be calling him a whistleblower. If Trump, if Republicans supported this war, and Democrats did not, you would be, they'd be treating him like uh, Chelsea Manning, who was Bradley Manning when he uh, uh, committed espionage. Um, Brad, <laughs> Bradley Manning did seven, <clears throat> seven years, transitioned to Chelsea Manning, and then Barack Obama commuted his sentence, and he walked free after seven years and ran for Congress. I didn't even remember this one, but I looked it up. Bradley Manning, now Chelsea Manning, is a total whack job. I don't think Jack Teixeira is a total whack job. He's a gamer. He's a guy, he's into guns. He's into games. He's into showing off. Apparently, there's a video of him making anti-Semitic or racist comments. When that comes out, you're uh, good luck to Jack Teixeira. He's going to do life or <laughs> there'll be people talking about executing him if this video surfaces. But uh, it is, it is surreal at this point. And I will tell you why this guy just exposed the lies that we've been told about the war. The, the big one being that we're winning, you know, and we can get to the Lloyd Austin sound. It's, it's incredible. Uh, we are not. There, there's, that's the biggest takeaway is that Ukraine is running out of ammo. They're not going to be able to, uh, their, their air defenses have been depleted. 
Um, this is uh, News Nation does a nice summary. They have the seven biggest takeaways from the revelations from Jack Teixeira's hacking or exposing confidential material, top secret material. This is number one on the list. It says Ukraine air defenses systems are in peril. Munitions for Soviet air defense systems deployed by Ukraine will soon run out, imperiling Kiev's Kiev in the war against Russia, documents show. The uh, S-300 missile defense system is expected to run out of munitions by May, and the SA-11 gadfly system at the end of March, a document dated February says. So they may have already run out of the gadfly missile defense system. Both systems make up about 89% of Ukraine's air defenses and are vital to fending off frequent Russian missile systems. The Pentagon documents suggest that Ukraine could withstand only a few more waves of Russian missile systems. Um, And it says Russian military bloggers and state-run media outlets have already published the details from these documents. So Russia knows because of this, that maybe they already knew, maybe they have other ways, other ways of uh, 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 collecting intelligence and learning these things. But Russia knows Ukraine is running out of missile defense systems and, and they're, and they're running out quickly. So that's the big takeaway. Number one, there's a bunch of other stuff here, which is just amazing. A 21 year old air national guardsman had access to this info, info that tells you that the war, that Ukraine can't hold out much longer. It's almost, it's, it's, it's inexplicable. It's mind blowing. How, how, how was this possible? That should be the big story. It shouldn't be, oh, this kid, why is he doing all that? Why he did he? he was, he's a hacker, he's a computer geek, a gamer, and he's showing off. And he got frustrated when the guys in his group, who are mostly teenagers, weren't impressed. So he upped the ante and he'd, he'd bring more uh, classified documents to the next, you know, meeting of his gamer buddies and say, look what I got today. This started this <laughs> Uh, let me get the date. Uh, in October, he began taste, uh, paste, he began posting, quote, detailed battle maps for Ukraine. In October, from October to March, this is according to the New York Times this morning. Yes, I read the New York Times, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't do that every day, but they have a, you know, they're the ones that caught him. which is, we'll get to that. The New York Times went to his door before the FBI. The New York Times alerted him that the FBI was on the way. This is just (laughs) hard to believe. Our media, the mass, the, the mainstream media is working with the security state. They're working with the Federal Bureau of Investigation. They're not covering it. They're not exposing it. They're trying to prevent leaks. I don't know how we get to this spot, but we have an amazing uh, supercut from Glenn Greenwald uh, from the press conference at the Pentagon. The people in the media don't care about these revelations, including the fact that Ukraine's losing a war. They care more about protecting the security state, protecting the Pentagon. But uh, from the New York Times, it says from October to March, um, Teixeira began posting detailed battle maps from October to March, posted 350 
classified documents. Uh, October was like six months ago, right? Six, seven months ago. So you got a guy, a young guy posting uh, classified documents, top secret battle plans. And we didn't notice. Nobody noticed until April. The whole thing, the biggest takeaway is how frightening this is. That this is how careless, how reckless, how incompetent, how how inept our federal government is. I, I'm I guess I'm an, a you know idealist. Growing up, even in my most of my adult life, I had faith in the federal government, at, the, at least in the Defense Department and the FBI. I thought they were better than this. The, 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 in, in, you know, in vague terms or in, in, in general terms, the biggest takeaway is that we are dealing with incompetence. We are dealing with real, <laughs> a, a real flawed system here. If a 21 year old gamer can post 350 classified documents in the course of six, seven months and nobody notices, well, I shouldn't say nobody, Russian bloggers noticed, so they knew when Ukraine was going to go on the uh, offensive, and they knew when Ukraine was running out of uh, ammunition. (laughs) Hard to believe. Hard to believe. And uh, a couple other uh, big takeaways. Um, It says U.S. intel on Russia could now be compromised. I don't know if this means spies or informants in Russia. That's the uh, most dangerous thing. Uh, that could come out of this. We, it could cost lives. Um, it's got, uh, they, they, he exposed things that uh, the Mossad, the Israeli intelligence agency, they were doing. Uh, South Korea was concerned about supplying munitions to the U.S. Um, the leaked papers said South Korea was open to supplying the U.S. with artillery shells, but privately Seoul was concerned that the munitions were being diverted to Ukraine. So they were supplying munitions to the U.S. and didn't want them diverted to Ukraine, and they were. So South Korea is not going to be too happy with this. This is another huge one. Egypt secretly supplying Russia with rockets. Egypt, who gets million, billions of, uh, of welfare payments from Uncle Sap every year, one of the biggest recipients of foreign aid, just giving them money supposedly because they're our ally. They're supplying the enemy with rockets. Kind of a big deal. The UAE agreed to work with Russia spy agents against the U.S. and U.K. The UAE, um, another uh, alleged, I thought, ally, but but no. Uh, These are big deals, big, big deals. And uh, anyone who says, eh, not much there, is lying to you. The the question, obviously, how did this kid get uh, top security clearance? I believe there were 5,000 people in the government who had this level but you, you just have to ask, why does a Massachusetts Air National Guardsman need this access? Why was he ever given this access? Access? Why was the New York Times at the house before the FBI? How is it? I mean, how is any journalist able to break this story ahead of the federal government? It just seems so bizarre. Um, uh, there's so much more. They, 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 a couple of interesting notes. They were able to crack the case because they matched the, uh, the kitchen counter at Deshera's house with the background on some of the photographs, which 
I, I didn't think you had to do that. I thought there were ways that computer geeks could get in and track him, you know, from his uh, IP address. I, I wish I knew exactly how that worked, but really savvy computer people you would think would be able to track him in a matter of minutes because he's just some kid who didn't even go to college from Massachusetts. But let's get to the, it's not the biggest scandal, but it, boy, is it revealing. We don't have a media, or at least we don't have a mainstream media. The New York Times, the Washington Post, you know, CNN, uh, MSNBC, the, the, big, uh, the big networks, they're not interested in these revelations. They're not interested in the fact that we're losing the war and we have troops on the ground. We're in this war and we are losing this war. So just keep that in mind the next time Biden requests whatever, $10 billion and more munitions is that uh, it's not going well. It's not going well. But the media is not interested in that. They're not asking the Pentagon, why'd you lie to us? When, why did Lloyd Austin and, and Mark Milley say, things are going great, we're kicking ass, why? You would think being lied to would at least, I don't know, pique the curiosity of the media. But no, what the media wants to know is how did this kid get access and what are you going to do to prevent it from happening again? Think of that. It, it's just, it's mind boggling. You're at the New York Times. You consider yourself an investigative reporter. You're at the Washington Post. You just found out the Pentagon was lying to you. The president was lying to you. You just found out that uh, Ukraine is running out of ammo and could get uh, steamrolled in the coming days this spring. Um, you just found out that there are American special forces on the ground. I, I believe John Kirby, uh, or maybe it was this clown uh, uh, rider. Maybe they said, they said they were just limited to the embassy, but how can you believe anything they say now that we know they've been lying about so much, but the questions were all about how did this kid get access and what are you going to do to prevent it from happening again? It's like they, they, they got this dump of, of news this information that the Pentagon was trying to keep from them and they don't want it. They don't want to cover it. They don't want to report it. They want you, they want to know how will you prevent us from getting this kind of information, shining the, the light on, on, uh, on this information. How are you going to prevent us from getting it again? <laughs> that's, that's the mindset of the American media right now. And I know, uh, obviously, they're they're all Democrats. They're all liberals. They all support Biden. You know, they don't want to uh, Trump to. Uh, we know all that. We cover that every day. But you think they'd have some professional pride, some dignity, and say this is a huge story, huge. I mean, biggest intel uh, failure in at least a decade, at least since uh, since Chelsea or Bradley Manning or whatever. Huge, huge story, and they're like, don't give us that confidential information keep that you know make sure it doesn't make sure it get, we don't get any more breaking stories make make sure what are you going to do to make sure that we don't expose your lies anymore <laughs> how are you going to stop this uh glenn greenwald has a as a montage here of the questions from yesterday's uh pentagon briefing i don't think we have any answers from uh rider here uh the spokesman but we do have the questions and boy, are they revealing. Can we listen to some of the siren head? Okay. In the days after the leaks came to light, 
what steps has DOD taken to reduce the number of people who have access to not only these classified briefings, but the classified material in general? But you are taking steps to tighten that, I guess, population who might have access to this level of information. General Ryder, you say that there are strict protocols in place, and yet a 21-year-old airman was able to access some of the nation's top secrets. How did this happen, and isn't this a massive security breach? What is your message to anyone who might be thinking of leaking these kind of documents in the future? Can you tell us, where are there less people who have access to this type of information today than there were a week ago? Yeah. To follow on that, these documents were available long before April 5th and 6th. So what took so long for <laughs> DOD and the intelligence communities to, to locate these documents? Are you going to release this airman's service record? What technologies is the <laughs> Pentagon applying right now to both spot leaked documents online and track potential indicators of leaking type practices? Do you plan to be investing in more? Given the gravity of the situation, are you actively paring down the distribution list now? Is this a, a process that's moving quickly? Or is it going to, to take time for there to be meaningful substantive changes to the distribution? And then is DOD or has DOD taken additional measures to restrict the access the classified information of others in the Massachusetts Air National Guard. Uh, sort of as a follow on to <laughs> Carla and Brandy's questions, um, can you say whether DOD has anyone looking at uh, chat rooms on Discord, for example, or other social media platforms right now for leaked information? And um, if not, should should DOD have these people? That, that, that is incredible. That is incredible. You know what they're going to do next? They're going to say, we need more uh, content moderation. We need more. Uh, we need to bring back that crazy you know, uh, Mary Poppins lady to, to uh, uh, censor online so we don't get more leaks like this. So, don't, so we don't have more transparency. These are journalists against journalism. This, I understand. It's an important issue. You know, how are you going to stop this, prevent this from happening again? What are you going to do to the kid? Are you going to release his service record? You get a chance to ask the Pentagon, a general at the Pentagon, a question, and you don't ask, is Ukraine really running out of ammo? You did, did, is Egypt really supplying rockets to Russia? Egypt, our alleged ally? You don't ask that. You ask, when do we get to see, you know, Teixeira's high school transcript? What the hell? These people are clowns, absolute clowns. Uh, speaking of which, this was my favorite one from uh, last night. Um, this, this, is, this is Reuters, an alleged uh, media outlet, uh, Dayline Washington. This is from, this from one week ago. Uh, Russia or pro-Russia elements, this, I'm sorry, this is before they caught the leaker, before they knew it was Teixeira. Everyone was wondering who leaked all this information. You know, the, big, the search was on. Are they going to get the guy? Where was he? Who could he be? Who are the suspects? You know, the search was on. We, we read about it. We talked about it. Reuters one week ago, Russia or pro-Russia elements are likely behind the leak of several classified U.S. military documents posted on social media that offer a partial month-old snapshot of the war in Ukraine. Three U.S. officials told Reuters on Friday. That's one week ago. And Reuters claimed they had three U.S. officials off the record telling them it was Russia. <laughs> How many times are we going to blame Russia for things? And I don't know what the story's still up. It's still posted. Uh, but do they come out and say, 
the, the U.S. intelligence officials lied to us or do they say they just made it up because this serves the, the, this serves to benefit the security state. And that's why they're there to serve the, the federal government, to serve the military industrial complex. How silly. Well, I'm going to get the guy's name. Not that it matters, but uh, uh, the guy's name who actually wrote this freaking story, Phil Stewart. Phil Stewart resign in disgrace today. You really should. Uh, but uh, he won't. He won't. The media will be talking about, oh, uh, what are we going to do to prevent another bombshell revelation about the uh, about the uh, duplicity of the federal government of the Defense Department? We're watching video of uh, Jack Teixeira being taken away in handcuffs yesterday. The media, what was the uh, media outlet that caught him uh, in the back deck reading a book before the before the FBI showed up. I don't know who it was. Who was I was ju- I was just playing it before. I don't know exactly which organization it was, but he's nope. just reading like Harry Potter or something, and they're just filming. <laughs> well, the media. I don't know how, how did that even work. They identified him, and the media, not just the New York, New York Times, knocked on his door like an hour and a half before the FBI, and I don't know which news copter was above the house, but they showed him sitting on his back deck, and it was that kind of day, man. It was a back deck kind of day. He was out there in his gym shorts reading Harry Potter. There he is just before his uh, life as he knew it would end. Uh, he's in custody. He'll be in court today. We believe we'll get to see the charges. Maybe we'll get to see his service record. So the mainstream media will be happy. Gee, he ran cross country and you know, he was in the gamer club and I, in high school, they'll finally have a scoop and a big story. But all right, before we move on, I want to do Lloyd Austin. Do we have to Lloyd Austin? I mean, first of all, he and Millie should have been court-martialed after Afghanistan. The idea that we lost 13 brave uh, servicemen and women and, and because of their uh, incompetence, because of Biden's incompetence, that's bad enough. The fact that we left $85 billion in advanced U.S. weaponry, the fact that we drone-striked a family of 10 and killed seven children in the attempt to save face, how, do you, how does no one get court-martialed. No one gets fired. Nobody gets arrested for that debacle. They're still in charge. They're still in charge. We have another disaster in the making in Ukraine as Ukraine is about to be devastated by the Russian military uh, this spring. What's the date on Austin's testimony? Uh, March 20th. March 20th. That would be three weeks ago. March 28th. 28th. So just a little more than two weeks ago, he's uh, in front of uh, Congress and talking about how we're kicking ass in uh, Ukraine. Let's let's listen to a little bit of this liar. And, and you tell me, do you trust anything he says from here on in? I mean, do you trust anything that any of these guys say from here on in? We are being lied to over and over again. I know I, I feel like I've turned into a, some kind of anti-war zealot hippie. You know, let's make make love, not war, baby. Let's <laughs> <laughs> drop. Uh, what's this? Drop something, not bombs. Ban, ban, ban bonds. Ban bombs, not books. I'm gonna get some bumper stickers and uh, maybe make a sign and go out and protest this stupid <laughs> war. But uh, let's listen to the liar, Lloyd Austin. 
with regard to your optimism about Ukraine having the upper hand? That is what you told me yesterday. It, it is. Now, uh, Ukrainians have inflicted significant casualties on the Russians, and they have depleted their, uh, their inventory of uh, armored vehicles in a way that no one would have ever imagined. And so now we see Russia reaching for T-54s and T-55 tanks because of the level of damage that the Ukrainians have inflicted on them. And we have, in the meantime, been... And reaching, reaching for those tanks uh, demonstrates what to you, sir? It demonstrates that uh, their capability is waning. And we've uh, continued uh, to witness uh, them be challenged with artillery munitions and other things. And they're reaching out to Iran. They're reaching out to, uh, to North Korea. I think, you know, we'll see an increase in the fighting in the spring as uh, conditions for maneuver improve. Do you believe there's a real chance for significant Ukrainian advancements between now and the beginning of winter? I believe that there's a chance and we're doing everything that we can do to uh, ensure that they have their best opportunity to yeah right sure you know i mean i guess it, the public sentiment is, is is a big factor here and i'm hoping this will help uh turn the tide against this insanity somebody has to step up sit there in front of congress and say we demand peace talks it's time we're not going to send any more good money after bad we're not going to launder any more money through Ukraine. Let's end this insanity. But, and maybe Jack Teixeira, maybe he'll someday we'll look back and say, he did the world a big favor. Not yet. Not, I mean, if we find out that, you know, human sources have been uh, compromised and are now, you know, friggin' facing a firing squad or something, that's a different story. But if it wakes people up to the dishonesty of this administration, of this uh, Pentagon, good. Good Jack Teixeira, but we'll see. I mean, and we do need to know how a 21-year-old high school grad from Dighton, Mass, why he has access to this material. The person who gave him access, that person should be standing right next to him in court today saying, why did you let this kid, this little gamer guy, why did you let him see these these uh, uh, confidential military battle plans? So he's sitting in his underwear, whatever, and is literally in his mother's basement looking at the battle plans, the maps of the next offensive. That is scary. You, you just, we have, I have too much faith in our federal government. All right, we got to move on. We got so much to get to. I want to get to the latest on the Bud Light. It's working. It's working. Don't stop. Don't give up. The hell with Bud Light. It's, this is going to be a test. This is going to be an example forever for, for, for corporations, for companies, who are going woke. You want to do that? Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how people react. Uh, this, I feel like this boycott, this, this effort of the part on the part of the people that she insulted, it's working. And we'll give you the details. And the president's still in Ireland with his, his son. They're still, you know, what was the term they used? Still looking back at his, uh, his heritage, no, the, the, the term, oh, explore his, they, one of the reasons he made the trip, to explore his Irish, Irish, Irish heritage and meet relatives with his sister and his crackhead son. Still there, you know, the world's on fire. We got, we got major issues everywhere, internationally, domestically, and the president is wandering aimlessly around Ireland, uh, being led around by his son, uh, and we'll give you part of his speech yesterday uh, when when he talked about the biggest threat we're facing today. You think 
you know, maybe Russia, maybe Southern border, maybe uh, the economy, uh, maybe AI. Uh, no, no, he's got a, he's got a different, he's got something else in mind that's threatening to kill us all. And uh, uh, we, we get the big answer from yesterday. How tall is the, uh, the president of Ireland? Well, I got an answer how tall and how old he is. <laughs> but first, let's get to EAA Corp, a recession-proof investment without compromised European-American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, has specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably-priced firearms to the U.S. market since 1990. You want a weapon? These are your guys. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, a revolver, a shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. Are you a first time gun owner? Well, EAA Corp's all in one nine millimeter MC nine striker pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light ergonomic package, ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the uh, MC 312, series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, or tactical or personal defense that will exceed your expectation. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit eaacorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. Uh, we uh, we're doing uh, comments and questions today, Ironhead. We got uh, we got any coming in. I, sh- I thought I should have mentioned it earlier, but if you got a, a, a we'll be uh, reading some of your comments, some answering some of your questions because it's Friday, and that's what we do on Friday before we go out and do what a lot of people are going to do this weekend: not drink Bud Light. I had a little quandary. I have like two or three cans left in the fridge of Bud Light. Mm-hmm. And I'm too cheap. I don't dump them out. What good does it do to dump them out? I mean, you, you, already, know, you, you already bought it. You might as well drink it. Right. They got the money. They got, you know, I might as well drink it. Right. I won't enjoy it, but I'll drink it. And then I'll throw those cans away and say goodbye forever. Old friend. Um, at least for now, I, I feel like we've been through this so many times. I don't think I've ever like called for a boycott. I never, I don't remember every like saying, you know, um, I'm boycotting this. I remember canceling, HBO because I was mad at Bill Maher, uh, but I was going to do it anyway. <laughs> I was just spending way too much on cable chain. I said, we'll get rid of that. I think John Oliver too pissed me off, but uh, I didn't like boycott. I just said, why am I wasting my money on this? But, and there's been plenty of people call for boycotting this or that. There's a whole, you know, parallel economy out there. Dan Bongino talks about it all the time in different ways to spend your money. We know the daily wire, has come up with new shaving products to because of, uh, I don't know, one of the shaving companies went totally woke Harry's, I believe it was. So there's efforts out there to give people alternatives. In fact, there's a new beer. I think it's called uh, a guy's trying to market and just on the fly. It's called ultra, not Mick ultra, ultra right beer or something like that. So we'll see if it takes off. It's hard, obviously to just come up with a product to challenge Bud Light but I feel like this is different. And I've explained it a few times in the last week or two, but for two reasons, the first is obvious. It's just easy to not drink Bud Light. It's hard to not use Amazon. 
it's hard to not use Apple. Or if you have kids, little kids like you do, Ironhead, it's hard to boycott Disney. I mean, it's it's hard. Ordering Miller Light or Coors Light or ultra right wing beer, or here's my idea, my suggestion is order local. Most restaurants now have, you know, the selection of drafts and uh, and bottles of uh, micro brews and craft beers. And they'll say like where they're from order local. I mean, these are companies, they might be run by, you know, wokesters and, and liberals, but they're not shoving in your face the way Bud Light did. That That's easy. It's easy to do. You should do it. But the other thing is they didn't just partner with Dylan Mulvaney. Lots of companies have done that. Nike's done it. Tampax, you know, has done it. I mean, he's, he's making a fortune and uh, uh, that's one thing. They put him on a can, they put the pronouns on another can, but what they did was insult you, you, the Bud Light drinker. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I'm pretty, you know, I got some insight here. I've, I've drunk a few Bud Lights and so of my friends. It's just the go-to beer, particularly in the summer. I just, people just always have, you know, Bud Light, cold Bud Light. Uh, the people who drink the beer, who made it number one, who made it by far the most popular beer are the people she was talking about. She was pissing on in that podcast. Uh, you know, she was saying uh, that she was calling it fratty, you know, the fratty, what was the other thing? Oh, the, the uh, fratty and the uh, uh, out of touch humor, out of touch humor used to be Bud Light's calling card. They were they, uh, out of, I don't know out of touch, but offbeat humor. That's, you know, going back to Spuds McKenzie and the what's up people. And most commercials you saw for Bud Light were, uh, uh, you know, attempted, you know, off the wall, offbeat humor. That was their customer base. Those were their people. And when she did that, that podcast and called them fratty and out of touch. And, you know, we needed to go a new direction. She wasn't just talking about reaching out to, you know, whatever transgender people, the transgender audience or the people who love, you know, transgender people, whatever. She was saying, screw the people who are now, uh, who, who made us number one, who are buying the product, who are drinking it, you know, in great quantities. Uh, and the Dylan Mulvaney thing, that she does where she has all the cans or he does when he has all the cans. Don't forget what he says. He says, uh, I heard there's a March madness thing and it has something to do with sports. So they're like mocking people who are sports fans who are enjoying March madness, who are drinking Bud Light with, uh, while watching the game, you know, that that's, they're mocking you. They're mocking their customers. And what it, I mean, you, you're just going to ignore that and say, yeah, I kind of I like the beer. Well, you know, they don't like you, you know, they don't, they, you know, they're not, they're not supporting you. So I don't know why you want to support them. They're naming it Alyssa. Hi, I got to get that friggin' last name. I can't keep her last name. Heiderschneid. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, uh, by the way, let me get this. This is, uh, uh, somebody's, uh, oh, it's a daily mail. Yeah, the daily mail is, uh, dogging her, stalking her. They got her coming out of her New York city, uh, condo overlooking central park an $8 million condo. This pinhead from Harvard and Wharton school, who's going to destroy this brand 
as an $8 million condo on uh, Central Park West. Yep, or Central Park home, 8 million bucks. Alyssa Heiner Schneid. She's 39 years old. She has three kids and she's an arrogant, uh, just uh, detestable person. And of course, you know what they're doing? They're saying wasn't her fault. This is from uh, the Daily Caller this morning. It says senior executives at Bud Light uh, were reportedly not informed about the company's partnership with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. One source said claiming the move was, quote, a mistake. Early this month, uh, Mulvaney received a partnership with Bud Light. Um, and but, but, but in the days that followed, the company confirmed the partnership, stating that Mulvaney was just one of hundreds of influencers. And uh, then you had that quote from the company saying, from time to time, we produce unique commemorative cans for fans and for brand influencers like Dylan. The can was a gift to celebrate a personal milestone. That would be one year of pretending to be a woman. Uh, an unnamed source for the company revealed, however, that, quote, no one at the senior level approved the partnership with Mulvaney, which has seen the company lose roughly $6 billion since the announcement. Uh, the market cap has plummeted $6 million in the past, I think it's a week. Uh, it's working. The sales, you know, the, we, we've, um, we've talked about it. There was no one drinking Bud Light at the Boston Garden for a Bruins game. No one that I saw. Uh, bar owners, we talked, we had the whole story. Bar owners around the country say they can't sell this stuff. John Rich owns a bar. No one's buying it. Kid Rock's shooting it with machine guns. Uh, it's bad. It is a historic and epic mistake that Bud Light made. And they're just going to have to pay the price now. That's all there is to it. And it'll be glorious. They got big points from uh, the Human Rights Campaign, which is a far-left Soros-funded organization that gives the Corporate Equality Index points to companies that do these kind of things. But this is going to seriously kill their bottom line. And uh, we are here for it. A couple of quick things. They canceled an appearance for, for the... Uh, appearance by the Clydesdale, the, the horses, because they said it was a security issue. They were afraid that someone was going to, I don't know, beat up a Clydesdale because of Dylan Mulvaney, which is silly. They're just pretending they're, you know, under siege. And they are the primary sponsor of the NFL draft at, in Kansas City. You think they'll be showing that Dylan Mulvaney can when they do the draft uh, in a couple of weeks? I don't think that'll uh, be on their uh, on their to do list. Maybe maybe he'll make an appearance. You know, Dylan Mulvaney will be there with, uh, you know, giving the commissioner a big hug like all the first round picks do. High sports ball teams. <laughs> I heard this has something to do with sports. Ugh, that's the most uh, offensive that, thing yeah, that's I'm happened. Just watching the video of that delivery driver, you see him says, "I can't, I can't uh, make money. I'm losing money. I can't feed my family. It's too bad." for him. But what are you supposed to do when Bud Light, you know, spits in your face, you're supposed to turn around and buy the product anyway. No, no, it's not going to work that way. So this will be a big weekend for people who, uh, you know, big weekend for Moore's Miller Light, Coors Light and those local craft brews. I don't want to get to the president once again, still in Ireland, which is so bizarre, still in Ireland with his son, who's got, who's had business dealings in Ireland. Maybe that explains this trip. And he's uh, exploring his lineage 
while there's just huge issues, it feels like the world's on fire. It feels like things are, are roiling around the globe in, in Ukraine. For, first and foremost, we got security leaks. We got pissed off allies. We got crime in the streets and, you know, Southern border wide open. There's 40,000 migrants waiting to cross the border. Uh, Real issues, big issues. We got people already who announced the president planning to challenge him. And the president's in Ireland wandering around just aimlessly, just, I don't know, petting dogs, <laughs> uh, going to, he went to a deli. He couldn't even order. His son had to order for him. He's just, <laughs> he's just absolutely lost. Uh, but, and at, at the same time, this is how screwed up things are. He's wandering around. He's in Ireland for whatever vacation. Trump spent seven hours answering questions from another politically motivated New York hack, Letitia James, who promised to get him and she's trying. So he gets deposed. He has to spend seven hours answering questions. Joe Biden, who's our commander in chief. And we now know this war effort's not going so great. We now know he's lied to us over and over again, took one question and his answer was incoherent as usual. Do we have that answer, by the way, ready? The, uh, I, I don't think this, the leak is a problem, but it's a problem. Do we have that? Uh, yep. One second. Uh, I think this was it. One question. The, the media is falling around for some reason, and they get to ask about this, this massive security breach and the fact that a bunch of our allies have been exposed. You know, they weren't expecting that. Now they are, and they want answers. And our president's uh, stumbling and bumbling around Ireland. Uh, go ahead, play this. Are you concerned about okay, the leak? Okay, guys, it's time to go. Let's well, go. Cool, we got to move. I'm not concerned about the leak because I'm concerned that it happened. But there's nothing contemporaneous that I'm aware of that is all free consequences. Uh, there's... <laughs> There's the, the leprechaun. So before the show, Ironhead and I were doing some show prep. And the big question was, how tall is the Irish president? <laughs> well, I don't believe this. This I looked it up, and it says he's five. His name is Michael Higgins. Mm-hmm. It says he's 5'4". That's generous. Now, Bi- Biden is what, six feet? Yep, six feet. So Biden's six feet. If he's Biden's six feet, Michael Higgins is four foot three. But it says he's 5'4", and in four days, the president of Ireland turns 82. Does every country in the West, is every country being run by just geriatric old people with not much time left on this planet? Look at these two. They, they belong together. They really do. They look like a comedy team. But I want to play, if we have a minute here. Here is CNN this morning. Get the CNN report from Ireland with um, Don Lemon and Poppy, uh, what's her face, Harlow are in studio and their, and their Irish correspondent, Donnie or Donnie Sullivan is in Ireland with Biden. Keep in mind, this is the president of the United States. We just found out that Ukraine's running out of ammo. We found out Egypt's supplying Russia. We found out South Korea has been lied to. We found out that there is, that, that a 21 year old gamer was posting detailed uh, battle plans for the war. And by the way, when he says there's nothing contemporaneous, that's a, another lie. We just told you about the, 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 how 89% of their defense uh, missile systems have been depleted. And 
in the in the last few weeks it's it's absolutely contemporaneous unless i don't know what the hell that means that means like current and it's and these revelations bleak uh, uh, paint a bleak picture today but anyway this is cnn this morning it's a couple minutes where we can play a minute with all that going on the cable news network which is trying to know you know dig themselves out of a hole their ratings are in the toilet this is how they cover the president's strange trip to Ireland in the middle of all this chaos. Go ahead. You have been the highlight of our week, uh, really taking us into Irish culture, showing us how excited the people are for the president's week there. Talk to us about today, because today's not about politics. We saw him yesterday with the Irish president. Today's about culture and what Ireland means to him. Exactly, yes. And he's coming, uh, many people here would say, home uh, to Ballina in County Mayo. He's going to be speaking uh, here behind me tonight on this spectacular setting uh, along the River Moy, um, right outside of that cathedral that you mentioned. And last night when he spoke to the Irish Parliament, he spoke some Gaelic, or tried to speak some Gaelic, and he said, Ta me sawala, which means I am at home. And you can see uh, very much uh, with his dealings with people here all week, he's literally stopping to talk to everybody so much so that there was a state banquet here uh, last night in Dublin uh, that was I think ran ran about two and a half hours late because he had been um, uh, rubbing so much flesh uh, all day Um, look what's (laughs) going to be happening here tonight is I like how they're like oh he tried to speak Gaelic I'm like I think he was just asking for pudding in English and that's how it sounded Uh, it it is amazing talking about how he's just what do you say rubbing so much flesh (laughs) yeah the friggin he, I mean, to be brain. fair, he was at a uh, like a kindergarten soccer game, so he probably that's was. That's true. That's true. Uh, did he ask any kids to suck his tongue? <laughs> <laughs> he probably saw that Dalai Lama story and said, gee, I never thought of that. How's he get hey, away with it? <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds exciting. Uh, uh, I, oh, we want to play one more. Uh, before we get to the questions, we have a few I see on there. Yep. Played Biden yesterday, because I know I talk about this all the time, but I don't care. This is the president, the leader of the free world, the commander in chief, the world, the world's on fire. The, the war, World War III, three is, is imminent. And listen to what he says in the speech. He's just so tired and so, it's so dishonest. And it's so just, I'm just sick of it. God, play this. The single existential threat to the world is climate change. We don't have a lot of time. And that's a fact. Oh, and even recognizing finally, oh, everyone's recognizing America. No, they're not. No, we're not. We're not recognizing it. That's not true. Not even a little. We got many, every friggin' thing in the Every You made a list of issues. Uh, it's the blast. It's bottom. It's, it's not real. We, we're not worried about climate change. Nobody is. Nobody in their heart. I mean, some people, they're, they're sheep and they follow along with this nonsense. But for the most part, people are like, stop. We got war. We got real issues. The most the biggest problems climate change oh shut up so what thank you all god bless you all let's go let's go lick, lick the world let's get it done there he is his last thing he says to the irish parliament let's go lick the world that's what he's <laughs> i'm gonna be honest that's what he's thinking he's looking out at some see, little girl see, and saying, yeah, dalai lama is on his mind <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to these questions, Ironhead. Any good ones? Am, yeah. am I supposed to click on this thing over here? Yes, I am. Yeah, hit we'll start. See, we'll see what you picked out. Uh, Navangalian says, 
do you buy the theory Obama is running things behind the scenes? Yes, I do. He has real influence. Joe Biden is just a empty shell. You know that he's, he doesn't have any real thoughts or feelings or convictions. You think he really believes climate change is an excess? He don't even know what that means. Yes. I think there is someone doing it behind the scenes. What did you think about Teixeira claiming law enforcement knew about the Buffalo supermarket shooting ahead of time? I think it's just a stupid, weird conspiracy theory from a gamer who's hanging out with other gamers in his basement and comes up with some stupid thing like that. I don't believe that they knew about it ahead of time. How will the Bud Light sales be at Woke Fenway Park tonight? That's a good question. I don't know. I think they'll be off. You know, there'll still be people. Here's what's going to happen. I'm stealing this from... uh, Steve Robinson, who uh, went to Bowdoin, just like Justin Pearson, all the all the <laughs> the great minds, Dale Arnold. Uh, but he <laughs> said, soon, what's going to happen? It's good for Bud Light because soon, people, it'll be a virtue signaling thing in the in this summer in, in Martha's Vineyard or Nantucket or you know the Hamptons. People will drink Bud Light whether they want it or not, just to show that they stand with Dylan. You know that it'll become there'll be a a, a a, uh, an answer, a counter punch, a counter offensive from the woke crowd who will drink Bud Light out of spite, even if they don't want it. You watch that will happen. Tell us about the time Brandon Marshall dumped coffee all over your computer. That is true. That was a wild show. We were down at the golf tournament and uh, I forget somewhere cas- casino, either Foxwoods or uh, Mohegan sun. And he was, it was a contentious interview. And he got up, stormed off. And when he got up, he dumped his coffee all over us. It was wild. That was a wild day. That's when our producer, Chris Curtis, came out and said he was an alcoholic. And there was all kinds of stuff going on that day. (laughs) Jerry, do you think after Ireland, Hunter heads to the Arctic Circle? Uh, I don't, I think Hunter's, I think this is a big big middle finger to everyone's face. Jerry, do you have any grudges or beefs with other sports reporters while you're covering Boston sports? Yeah, absolutely. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, there were lots of them, lots of them. People, it's funny. People in the media that I thought I got along with now, they like block me on Twitter and say that you know I've changed. <laughs> Kevin Dupont at the Globe, I always got along fine with me. Blocks me, and I can't even look at his tweets. I'm like, what happened there? But they don't, you know, they're crazy liberals that don't want to deal with any people who disagree with them. Um, uh, I can't even see these. Uh, That it? Oh, here we go. I can't get back to the comment line. Oh, live. Is that what I click? Yeah. Um, We got to punch out anyways. Oh, I Climate change shifts. Jerry, will you and Ironhead be running the Colleen Ritzer 5K? Good question, Linda. Yes, I will be. Uh, Ironhead, you going to be running the 5K? I will not be running. I'll be looking good. Wait, are you going to show up? You going to uh, get maybe. a pink T-shirt? We got you. Got to. That's the only rule, man. You got to wear a pink T-shirt. It's, yeah, it'll look like I'm naked though, because that's just part, my skin part complexion. The, <laughs> part of the charm. I will be there. You should show up. It's a great 4K in I'm um, 4K, 5K in Andover, in, in a couple of weeks. So check it out, Colleen Ritzer 5K, the Ritzer race. It's an excellent one. I'll see you there. I didn't even know Ironhead was going to show up, but uh, they have uh, they'll have snacks afterward, Ironhead. So you'll be happy. 
I'll just dump water on my head and make it look like I ran. We'll, uh, you'll sweat if it's warm out just yeah. from, just from walking. But anyway, we'll leave it there. Thanks to everyone for listening and commenting. Thanks for your questions. It's a good week and uh, it's going to be a good weekend. Marathon weekend in Boston. I'm excited. If you could uh, subscribe, hit the little subscribe button. We need that. We want that. So uh, that helps. So uh, hit subscribe, please. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll talk to you again Monday morning. Here tonight, shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.